You're listening to Paddle Up, Little Adventures with Lisa and Craig. We're a married couple that believe in the power of experiences, because experiences are what lead to an impactful life. Now, let's Let's brace brace for for impact. impact. Welcome back to episode four, playing the cards that you're dealt. So we're going to talk about the deck today and what that consists of. Parenting, pickleball, and relationships. Well, that's our deck too. Everybody's deck is a little different, but as of right now, those are the three main chunks of our deck, wouldn't you say? I would agree with you. Our main decks that we're going to talk about and have experience with and the ups and downs of those. Yeah. No, we, uh, we, we've been debriefing, I think, a little bit lately on trying to take a little bit more day by day, you and I. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense here starting out with, but it's been a rough couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about that, some ups and downs. And lately, we've been trying to debrief with each other on why that is and just how to get better. I mean, we're always struggling with how to get better. And uh, that phrase came up for us that we're just playing the playing the cards we've been dealt. And I think that just applies like, really well across most, if not all, parts of our lives. So... That became the title of this episode really fast as we were talking about what to talk about here right now today. Not to say that we're total failures. We're not total failures, but I think I one of the things I wanted to really talk about when we podcast is how to be real with everybody that's out there listening. I think too often people think that everyone else's lives are just fabulous. and The social media curse, yeah. Yeah. Look and I... We have really good highlights of our lives too, but we also have really difficult spots in our relationships, whether that's in pickleball, parenting, or our relationship. And so we just really want to be honest with people out there too. And maybe through some of our challenges and struggles, um, we can share what we've learned and hopefully help other people. Yeah. So sorry, what are we talking about today again? What was our three chunks? I apologize. Pickleball parenting and relationships. Thank you very much. So let's start with pickleball, shall sure. we? Um, so we've played in a couple, several tournaments here the last couple of weeks. It's, it's funny how um, even, I don't know, 18 months ago or a year ago, it felt like we live in Wisconsin, so we're in the northern climate. So it's felt like tournament season, quote unquote, was a very short window, usually around late summer. And other than that, it was just a lot of rec slash open play. But man, the last six months, the last year, obviously pickleball's grown. It's really become kind of mainstream, and um, we found that there's a lot of a lot of now tournament seasons throughout the calendar year. And one of them is this kind of end of winter. Um, you know, like get if you have kids in basketball or hockey or any winter sport, um, you get to the end of March, and there's this huge kind of crescendo of competition, tournaments, etc. And it's really no different with pickleball. There's a Pickleball has a outdoor season generally and an indoor season. Those those vary by where you live and climate. But for us, you know, we have a pretty long indoor season. And with the end of that indoor season, just felt like a plethora, a, yeah, a of rush pickleball of tournaments. tournaments. Um, not just that, just but I think just a lot of facilities and groups are finding that a they're popular and b they're a really good way to to create some revenue either for your business or for a nonprofit or what have you. So yeah, so long story short, we've we signed up for a hand literally a handful of of tournaments lately, and we've been kind of in the middle of that right now. And for those of you that have listened to our podcast earlier episodes, one of our, I don't want to call them quote unquote New Year's resolutions, but I guess one of our New Year's resolutions was to 
um, enter tournaments and play more competitively at higher level skill levels. So with these yeah, yeah. tournaments that we're going to talk about here, um, we went to 4-5. So 4.5, for those of you that don't know what pickleball is, that's one level short of what they consider pro because well, pro is 5 and it's, above it's one point yeah four five yeah yeah five oh and above generally you can play pro although that's even changing now because there's so many people coming in it's that that bar is even being raised so don't do want to over overstate our ability we're not exactly that close no to pro. we're challenging <laughs> ourselves at yeah, four yeah. five yeah very much so but that was one of our new year's resolutions was to to play more competitively and see where we could get on this journey of pickleball so our pickleball journey a couple of weeks ago was let's play two, not one, but two pickleball tournaments <laughs> back to back, Saturday and Sunday, each two and a half hours away in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. To, to start with the end here. So we spent in two days, we, we had a no kid a weekend. So it was just Lisa and I, and we spent Saturday and Sunday driving and playing pickleball. So in two days, we played two tournaments. And covered, I think it was six hundred, six hundred miles, plus miles, miles. Yeah, on our cars. Nice. Um, so yeah, just to to recap those. So Saturday we drove north up to Manitowoc, which is up by Green Bay, Wisconsin, about two and a half hour drive, and played in a four zero or no, sorry, four point two five mixed doubles, um, advanced um, mixed doubles pickleball tournament up there. Really great facility. Um, had a great time. Um, we struggled some as as a team. Chiseled out of bronze. Chiseled out of bronze, but I think and not, it's not about. We've talked about this before too. It's not about the medal. It's about that process and that journey. And we got a little stuck in there. Um, what happened was the tournament format had changed, kind of last minute as they were announcing kind of the pre-game or pre-event instructions, instructions to, the, to players. the players. They suddenly announced the format change. Normally, you play pickleball games to eleven win by two or maybe a game to 15 win by two um and also the normal format is you play a round robin so each team plays each other once and then based on how you do in the round robin then they seed you for a bracket round basically the playoffs well the change what the change was was they wanted to in their mind um what's the word uh, their philosophy it, in changing the format was to get the best teams in the bracket seating the, what they wanted to do is emphasize the bracket side and in the bracket side they shifted that from one game to made it games to 11 but best two out of three games to 11 so they wanted to put more emphasis and let's say time into the bracket side so right before we started the round robin they said okay now these games the round robin are games to seven win by one two i don't remember it was win by one and for those of you that are even remotely familiar with the game of pickleball you know that pickleball is a game of streaks yeah, every team can go yes. on a run of like four or five points so there's really momentum swings on each yeah. side you don't really get a momentum swing when it's only a game to seven and i think the core so not to belabor the point but the core of this was that um and again i don't want to speak for you but you're you are much, very much a planner. You've, we've heard this before. And you're not I don't do well with very quick changes. Yeah. So I went into this mindset already that, okay, it's going to be a very difficult tournament. I was strengthening, you know, doing all that good positive vibes, self-talk, mental strength, um, workouts in my head that this is, you know, an advanced level, which is what we wanted to do in the new year. But I was just trying to steal myself in regards to that. So changing the format 
right before you start was not was not good for me. <laughs> Let's just put it bluntly. It wasn't good for me. Yeah, and 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 we've struggled with this. Um, we'll talk about, talk about this a little bit more here as we go forward. But we've just struggled a little bit when it comes to change or when things aren't going right or as expected on the court. I think you and I have historically had a bit of a hard time with that, and we tend to. Um, uh, what's the word? Just start infighting a little bit while on the court. We'll talk about again. We'll talk about this a bit more, and we'll cover that here shortly. But that was kind of the the hard part of that tournament um, to get to get to the next point here. It was just that was the hard part is trying to adapt to that change and and stay fluid with each other. Um, but yeah, we 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 took bronze, um, drove home that Saturday, got home later at night. Uh, showered, went to bed. Actually, showered, packed up, and went to bed because <laughs> and, did, and did the repeat session on Sunday, yes, but in a different direction. Sunday morning, we headed south two and a half hours down to Moline, Illinois, for a, a tournament down there at the, in the Quad Cities area, and that one was a four five plus, is what they called it. So it was basically the open division, so anything four five or above. Again, we got hit with a little bit of a, a change there by the tournament. We had actually signed up for four oh. Originally, right, four old mixed um, doubles, and most of these tournaments now go use a rating system called Duper D U P R, uh, the Dynamic Universal Pickleball, pickleball rating, rating, something like that. It's actually it's a pretty good system. It's a free app. Um, if you do play pickleball, you can just download the Duper app or go to myduper.com. I'm not getting paid to say this in any way, but <laughs> it's just becoming a very good and um, omnipresent rating system. It's better than anything this, the game has had to date, and a lot of tournaments are using that to really help. Um, uh, qualify, level, qualify, qualify and level the, the playing field players because when you're bef- registering. Before that, the old systems, your rating would lag quite a bit. So you could be your rating might say three five, but you've been playing so much and playing better, you might be, really be a four five or a four two player, and you're playing in the three five tournaments because your rating said you could. And Duper is much more real time; they update weekly, and it's based on both tournament and rec slash open play that you put in there. So it's Meant is, to be much more current and relevant or um, reflective. It's just a more realistic play, yeah. rating of who you are. And we we bring up the duper thing because uh, a few days before we went down on Sunday, we got an email from the tournament saying, hey, and this was to me, Craig, my duper in the month since I'd put a last score in, what happens is it's kind of like strength of schedule for those who follow like basketball, March Madness, and you get, you get, you get close to March Madness, you're worried about strength of schedule. I was a four two something whatever, but in the month leading up to the tournament, must have been because my previous opponents had been doing well, so th- their duper got went up. So therefore, my duper went up because based how I played with them, I jumped up to a four point five zero. So I got an email from the tournament saying, "Well, technically, it shows on our duper four four point five zero, and we need they really just needed another team in four point five zero because they had too many in four zero, and they're trying to balance the." Balance the brackets, if so you will. So, guess who got bumped up to four point five plus? plus? Yeah, that was that yeah. would be Craig and I. Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Um, the The level of play definitely jumped a lot. Something we really haven't seen before as a team, and we struggle with that. The first, th- the first three games that we played in Moline, we didn't know this at the time. They were the gold, silver, and bronze medalist at the conclusion of the event. And we got our and they were all five point oh five point fives. Yeah, they were. It was very disheartening. They were pro level players. The, the amount of pace and spin it was just something we weren't ready for. Admittedly, we just we and just those weren't. games were to fifteen. So that's how that particular tournament had yeah. had 
organized their round robin. It was one game to 15, win by two. And there was no bracket. It was just the round robin part. Yep. You played every team once. But I will say, even though we played against those pro-level players, those first three games of that tournament, we never, for those of you that know pickleball, we never got pickled. It was like 15-4. 15-5. It was a sound beating, but it, it was wasn't, a sound it beating, wasn't totally but it wasn't, embarrassing. Like we didn't embar- <laughs> totally embarrass ourselves, but we were yeah. we had our our tails between our legs. Um but in the end we did end up going three and four overall in the day. We 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 got upright a little bit after we got we got punched in the mouth there a few times. And we had to kind of go back to our corners and figure things out. We ended up eking out three wins out of the seven. So we went three and four that day. So not a, a that's so bad. And I think in the end, the tournament director told us we ended up coming in fifth out of eight players. So yeah, in yeah. a 4.5 plus, first time ever, and really playing against really good teams, we came in fifth. I, we, I don't think that was that no. bad. And in the end, we got what we asked for. We've we've talked about this year previously. We want to play higher level pickleball and good players. And my goodness, we got our, our, our wish was granted. <laughs> so we saw what we wished for. And sometimes what you wish for isn't always what you wanted, <laughs> yeah. and that was Sunday. Well, yes and no. I mean, yeah, we we do want to still want to play higher level players. Just we weren't ready for quite that big of a jump yet. I don't think. No, if it would have been gradual, I think it would have been a little bit better. But boy, looking back on that experience, I sure do know what we need to work on now. So I always well, think that that was a plus. Yeah. And, well, and so. To that point, so segue we, into the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, let's talk about that. We 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 put down on paper here. We're going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of that, just for a recap. So, what was the good part of that, Lise? Well, I think the good part in my mind is that we were staying true to what we had set out for goals for 2023. So we did want to play more competitive games, and we wanted to increase our where we played in pickleball tournaments. We wanted to play in four, five, or above. And and we did that. So I think that was a good and positive thing. And in addition to that, throughout the two tournaments that we played on Saturday and Sunday, we met a lot of new people. And that's always one great benefit when you play in these pickleball tournaments yeah. around the state or outside your state is you really meet some really good pickleball people in general that are just really cool. So we, we met in Moline Brian and Kim from the Green Bay area. Marinette area. Marinette area, yeah. Up, up and UP. my gosh, by the end of the conversation, they had invited us up and play pickleball and hang ex- out with and them. Hang out. Mm-hmm. I just, that is something that's been so special throughout our journey in pickleball. Uh, we, we've said this before and we'll keep saying it. We really, um, we really like to promote playing in tournaments for players out there. And a lot of a lot of players have just done rec play or open play, or they have their general friend group that they play with, which is great. We did that a lot too. But we really enjoy the tournament scene, not just for the competition, because that just forces you to grow. It's nerve wracking. It's it's a it's it's a whole new experience. Yeah, it, it's a draining experience, but in a good good way. But the the uh, the the speed at which our circles have grown, our pickleball circles, our network, the people you get to know and, and hang out with or connect with on Facebook after the fact has just exploded with with the tournament play. So yeah, it's, that's been a really good thing for us. And, and you know, to top it off, I mean, again, we've said one of the, the things that's been really good about that experience is we got to see super good pickleball players and what I think you and I aspire to. I mean, that's where we want to get to and we could visibly see that right across the net on Sunday. Yeah, we don't, this wasn't really part of our our 
our talking points today, but I also did play in a men's, I got invited to a men's 5-0 plus this last Saturday. And the results of that were not great. We, we I got put together with another single player um, who, was, who was a good player in his own right, but we played against a series of 5-0 and 6-0 plus teams, 6-0 plus players that play in, in uh, 5-0 plus and pro tournaments regularly. And so we, we got our heads handed to us. I don't think we won a game the whole day, but I was actually... I was actually coming home smiling. I had a great time because just to 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 be involved and be in those games where those kind of live bullets are flying at you, and then this, between games to watch that level of play was just such an awesome experience for myself. I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it different. I know I got my I got my teeth kicked in all day long. I was having a great time. I was competing. I was playing as best I can. Um, yeah, I, I I can't. There's really not a bad thing about that, even though and like. A lot of people they don't they're afraid to lose or afraid of being shown up or being just kind of blasted off the court. That happened. All three of those happened to me <laughs> in some level on Saturday, and it happened to us a little bit even in Moline. There we yeah. met those those really good pro level players. But you're going outside your box, I and take I it back. think yeah. I think that's part of what's kind of cool about you and I is that we are not afraid to go outside of our box. Um, but when you go outside your box, some bad things can happen. So yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. One of the bad things is, like you said, we got our teeth kicked in. We got pummeled mm -hmm. in, especially that Sunday, <laughs> Moline, Illinois, Ooh, boy. with some of those, you know, one of them was called the Hammer. He was called the Hammer for a reason. Yeah, he earned that nickname. My goodness. <laughs> so um, in addition to, you know, getting pummeled, one of the bads was like, just because a couple of days before the tournament. Your duper rating got bumped up. We got bumped up. And so that it was the cards that we were dealt. There you go, yes. <laughs> and we had to deal with it, and we did. Um, but transitioning into what was ugly about those two days is, I'll be totally honest, I kind of lost my <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah. you might want to bleep that out if children are listening. But uh, again, as as Craig referenced I am, and we'll we'll get into this a little bit about our relationship, but Craig and I are very different people. And I think that that's one of the things that attracted us to one another, but also at some points after you've been married for almost and known each other for 10 years, it sometimes might aggravate a few things in you. That's just different, almost literally opposite in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, we are opposite. So I am very much a planner. I like, I'm a great organizer. I'm a great planner. I can coordinate the you know what out of things. So I really, I kind of lost it and I could kind of feel it inside me when that tournament director on Saturday in Manitowoc said, we're only going to play games to seven. I was like, oh. Switch flipped. The switch literally flipped. I could see it in your face. I watched you. I'm like, oh, no. And I was just going, <laughs> this, What? I'm like, because I know I'm very smart. I'm like, I know pickleball is a game of runs. If they get on a run and go to like four or five, the game's half over. And it doesn't create a lot of opportunity to really show what you can do. I mean, I could see the, the downside well, of it right away. Well, just to go back to that one more time. So one of the we, – we questioned – you kind of called out the, the people running the tournament on it. Like, why did you do this? And they said, well, we thought they, – they calculated that by – by, um, focusing more on the bracket that would help ensure that the best teams got to the medal matches the gold medal so and the, the gold silver medal match and the bronze medal match and in the end um the irony of it is one of the teams that played in the gold medal match that took silver they lost the championship but one of the teams that got there 
had was not, a winless team they, in the round they robin. They won a single game in the round robin, yet they got to the tournament and got to play 211 best of three, and they got to the gold medal match. So, uh, anyways, yeah, yeah, it was just it was getting to the ugly. So I, I do want to just dive into this a little bit. I mean, we really did not do well together both that day, but then also on Sunday either. We kind of came into <sighs> Sunday's event um, as well. Yeah, this we just we've been and we struggled with this before too. This is something we're really we've really identified we need to fix fast if we're gonna play this high level pickleball because and we just need we do need to fix it fast, but we need to just continually work at it and chip away at it is because if you've ever heard anybody talk about pickleball, it's very rare that a husband and wife successfully can play on a pickleball court. And we want to beat those odds, but I'm telling you right now, it's tough because I Look at Craig sometimes, and Craig is a very, very good pickleball player, and I'm not quite there yet. I know I'm good, but Craig is exceptional. And so I already feel pressure when I'm on the court with him to excel and not make a mistake. And I said a, like not one. So I know that I have to give myself some grace, but also give Craig some grace that even though he's an exceptional player, he's still going to make mistakes. And I have to know from Craig, my partner, for better or for worse, is going to accept the fact that I'm going to make probably more mistakes than he does. And it's funny how we can spiral on that. So to your point, um, I I think I try to be supportive, but I also know that I probably let my frustration or disappointment show sometimes like you said an eye roll here or a shoulder slump there or a, ugh, yeah you're never here and there. you're never verbally um i'll quote i'll say like slamming me on the pickleball court when yeah. i make a mistake i don't want people to think that you're doing that you're not but i can see it on your face when you've been with somebody for over a decade i can look at him and i'm like yeah he's not too happy that i just did that it, it's the it's not necessarily vibe. even an eye roll. It's just your facial expression. I know you're disappointed in me. And then for me, I really want to do well for you. So then it's even more pressure. And when you're in a tournament, you already have pressure that it's just a quote unquote tournament. There's a tournament pressure. And then I have the husband pressure that I have to live up to a certain expectation on the court. So I feel like I have all this weight on my shoulder instead of what we've told each other is, Let's just play with joy and let's just be happy playing out there with one another because not too many people can say that they can play with their husband and do it successfully. Let me stop you there. When you say the pressure of the tournament or pressure of a tournament, what do you mean by that? You said pressure of a tournament and pressure of playing with your spouse, but that first piece, what, what did you mean by that? Wow. You caught me there. I think when I first walked into a pickleball tournament, You look at everybody else. And I'm just talking from the female perspective. I looked at all the other women and went, oh, I'm in a pair of shorts and a rec t-shirt. And you see all these other women in their quote unquote tennis shorts and tennis outfits. and Super matchy. Super matchy. I mean, there were some when I first entered a pickleball tournament where the, the women's doubles, they matched. The two women matched their outfits. And I was like, oh. That's a thing. Intimidating. It's intimidating. And you just know that you're in it for, sounds horrible, sounds so wimpy, but you're in it for this little medal, not even prize money. 
but it's just that pressure of wanting to do good in in a tournament and i don't know how else to explain it's, it's it it's almost like being like in the playground again right yeah very much so and the it, cool the, see the cool kids and you get pulled into a game with the cool kids and you know they're just, you can almost feel them not staring at you but you can just like the focus on you or yeah so that just creates a level of stress different than if you we were just playing pickleball down at riverside with our friends you know you're playing much more loose they're friends and so you have to deal with that mindset when you're walking into a tournament and then like i said the added deck of cards if we're going to play on our term here of playing with your husband and those expectations that just mounts and and brings it so we need to work on that and i really just think that I have to remember that I love you and that you're my partner. And sometimes I have to also remember that I can't change you. I can only change myself. So I have to get into a mindset where I can tell myself that that shot doesn't matter. I'm still a good pickleball player. That shot was just a bad shot I took. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm a a 3-0 player and just boost myself up with my self-talk um, because that's all I really can change is myself. I'm probably not going to change your facial expressions, even though I wish I could. I, I know you're human, and I love you for that. So that's what I'm going to work on because that was the ugly part. Yeah, and that goes back to lessons learned too, right? Just You mentioned love each other first. And with that, uh, compartmentalize what you're doing. Like we, we love pickleball. We we. We take it seriously when we play, but don't take it too seriously. Again, we're playing for medals. We're paying $70 to win a $5 medal. <laughs> so we're not that smart to start with. Um, and But it's a game we love and we really feel like it's, it's a it's a, it's a arm or a branch of who we are and how we can grow together and, and, and spend our time together. And to know that that's, that's all it is. It's, it's at most, it's a small part of our lives and it's, I tell people all this. I, I tell this to people or newer players, and they're playing. They get frustrated. I said, "Just have a, just have fun." You said earlier, play with joy. It's a, it's a, it's a stupid game with a made up name. I mean, it's just we're just playing this game that someone made up. It's, it's not that serious, and it shouldn't be taken that serious. Yes, you want to play your best, and if you're not doing something right, obviously you get mad at yourself, or you want to improve, or you want to buckle down, quote unquote. But it is simply not worth ruining your whole day over it. And to be honest with all of you, it it ruined not only a day, but our <laughs> it was like a demilitarized zone for a good week in, in our here. house yeah. um, where we were very mad at each other. And again, I just want to be very honest with people because I, I don't think a lot of married couples even talk about, you know, some of the struggles or challenges that they have because it makes other people think that they're, I don't know, failures or... Or, I mean, we're not failures that we're talking about some of the challenges and struggles that we have. And that, and I'm not ashamed to talk about that we really didn't talk a whole heck of a lot to each other after that week. Well, and to expound on that too, it's not that we, we said we were mad at each other. We weren't mad at each other because, oh, you missed that forehand or gosh, you, you couldn't hit a third shot drop. It wasn't literal yeah. relative items. It was, we were mad at each other because it was that dynamic where... Lisa thought, oh, God, I missed that shot. He's mad at me. And I'm like, I'm not mad at you. Please just let's just play. Just don't focus, freak Lisa. Out. Yeah, don't <laughs> freak out. Let's just play. And then you get, no, you gave me that look or I need you to to say this thing when I do wrong. And it was 
is really no different than if we had a stressful situation at home with kids, maybe a financial thing going on, but how we acted to each, not acted to each other, but how we perceived the other person being and and stirring that into the pot with our own self-worth and our own insecurities. You come up with your own, um, uh, what's the word, your own judgments, both for yourself and for your partner. And, but, and then let's add a two and a half hour silent car ride <laughs> home. And by the time you get home, you're having the full argument in your own head. I'm speaking for myself of what I think I, th- I what I'm thinking. And now I think, sorry, what I know you're thinking, cause I know it. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have to say it. So we're both walking around with these individual arguments in our head with each other, but we're not actually talking instead of just sitting down and going, okay, here's, and using I statements, here's what I'm feeling. And let the other person say the same thing because I think time helps smooth it out. So Lisa said there was like a week. It took a week for us to kind of start looking at each other going, okay. I still love you. Yeah. But then actually we were decompressed enough to actually do those I statements. Here's what I was feeling that day in this last week. And I could say, well, here's here's what I was feeling. And it's it's so stupid because just doing that, like, oh, okay. Well, now I understand you. So but do sometimes it, it takes certain people longer. I mean – than others to be able mm. to decompress and be able to have that rational. I know I need time, um, but we weren't all failures. I mean, we had little glimmers of of strength and hope there. I mean, I mean, I, I remember very vividly on Saturday on the ride home. Um, it was a very nice gesture. I mean, you put your hand on my knee driving home. That was a. I still love you. We're still, you know, a, a strong couple. I know that we didn't have the uh. best experience. But yeah. that, that meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to you, but we still didn't talk for a week after that. I said we're still working on this thing. I know. We're not perfect, but I just want people to understand that we we do try within that week. It's just sometimes it just takes us a while, but that's something that we are continually working on and that it's hopefully not new news to most married couples that it takes time. It, and we're it, not perfect even after 10 years. But it goes back to how we're opposites too, because you just said you need time. I don't want time. I want to fix it now. I want to sit down and just, to me, I'm very, not very, but I'm fairly anti-conflict. So if there's an issue, let's just talk it out and be done with it. And you can't do that. That's just not, that, that you can't, just, that's not how you work. And I can't let it sit, let it sit. Then I tend to box it up. I, I, I turtle, I, I put it all my inside and I lock, I kind of lock up, throw away the key. So even if you're at the time you're ready to talk, say three or four days later, I've sealed all the doors shut and I'm – because I have I take that initial silence or I don't want to talk about it as, I don't know, some kind of – not slap in the face, but some kind of you're not worthy or I don't – you know, I, 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 I don't know. I just take, I take it as a, a bad thing. I don't know a better word to say it, but – and then I then I internalize that. And then by the time you're ready to talk, I've spent a day and a half going, well, you suck. She doesn't even want to talk to you about it because you, you were so bad with it at whatever the, whatever the it was. And so – you're, you open up and I'm spiraling inside and then we almost like rotate. <laughs> so that's a good segue into our relationship and the cards that were dealt and the deck that we were well, handled is we're opposites. I was just saying that. Yeah, it's it's not just pickleball. I mean, this has happened to us with kids stuff, yeah. right? With, um, I don't know, if, I don't want to say financial things, like really, but just, just life stuff. Well, I think to, well, I'll use a few analogies here. So for our relationship and to get to know Craig and I a little bit better, if you've ever taken like real colors, I am a 
raging. Wait. Oh, time out. What's real colors? Real colors is oh, it's a nice little test that you can take, like sixty point questions and how you would react to certain situations. It's a simplified personality, personality test. test. Have you ever heard of Myers Briggs and those that get pretty detailed? This is meant to be very easy to digest. It's actually really cool. I've, I've done it at work myself. And, and it is really cool because I found out that I'm a gold orange and Craig is a blue green. And if you ever looked at a diagram of this, they are on complete opposites. Yeah, there's only four colors. There's Yeah, there's blue, gold, orange, and green. And so I say that I'm a raging gold. So just to be very brief, a gold is loyalty-driven, respects rules and authority, organized, responsible, and appreciative. Craig is a raging blue, and a raging blue is emotionally driven, enthusiastic, creative, sympathetic, and seeks harmony in groups. So that was just a good summary, Craig, of what you just described earlier, you know, seeking yeah. harmony right mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. when we're having, and, and I'm, you know, complete opposite of that. I didn't even try to do that. I just, I was just spitballing I know you there. didn't, but I was like, boy, that really <laughs> goes into a segue. So, I mean, I fell in love with Craig almost 10 years ago. Gosh, it is coming up June, 2013, we met. So almost 10 years ago mm-hmm. because I, he is opposite. I see things in him that I don't have within me. Um, not to say that I'm not sympathetic. I am, but I'm not to the extent that Craig is. And I think, I don't mean to speak for you, Craig, you see things in me that you wish you possessed. Silence there. No, yes, yes. (laughs) Maybe I'm completely wrong here, folks. (laughs) No, absolutely. Um, There's things I'm just simply not good at or, or not, I can't do that I watch you do almost daily. Yeah, but I watch, the same goes for you. Yeah. I look at you going, oh my gosh. And I we joke inside our house. I'm like, how can you be that blue, Craig? You know? And then when I have a situation, I always say to him and I joke, I'm like, I'm trying to be as blue as I can here. Mm. And it's not a joke, but it's like, I'm really trying because I, I try to work on some of those innate characteristics that you possess as a blue that I don't have. I have them, but they're just not as high on the list as my gold characteristics. So, I mean, we fell in love with each other because we are opposites. But sometimes, I said in the beginning, it also are some of the traits that drive us nuts about one another. Yeah. And I want to go back to pickleball one more time. So, in terms of um, trying to improve there versus what we were just talking about is just know that we're a couple first. I love you and you love me. We love each other first always. So even on pickleball court, if we're getting our, again, getting our proverbial teeth kicked in, just look at each other. It's, it's fine. We're going to go home and we're going to home and make a cool dinner tonight and watch a movie. It's not, it's, it's, you know, if it didn't go the way we want, it's okay. Yeah. Life doesn't end. <laughs> or we'll play some more another day. I think that's the first and foremost that we have to keep yeah. into our, in our minds. But one more thing on pickleball too. I think you've, I think part of this process and these these struggles we've had, I think you've had some realizations on on you and on your play because historically, like almost literally 100% of the time we've played, you've played with me. It's always been you and I playing. And um, you recently made the decision and I've done it a few times already, but actually go out and play on your own at different you know, open or rec play times or even tournaments and do some 
do some pickleball on your own without me so you don't feel like with pickleball, if you play with the same person all the time, you tend to play one way because it's a team sport and you're, you and your partner want to play a certain way to the best way you think you can win. But it can, it can also stifle you. It's the same as we talked about when you play the same group of people all the time in rec play or your friend group. It can stifle you quite a bit in, as a player in terms of skills and mindset and just X's and O's stuff of what you can do or should do in any given situation. I'm really happy like really happy you started to do that at least because I think that's that's going to – I think it is already helping you, but I think it's going to be a huge boon for yourself and us as a team too. I, I think it is. grow and, individually. And when I did that, I found that I'm, I'm already quote unquote an alpha. And when I don't have you on the court and when I played – like let, I went over to a facility for Open Rock and I played with a male and just a short quick story. He's like, do you want to serve or – do you want me to surf first? I'm like, I'll surf first. It's fine. And he's like, okay, I got a wicked serve. I'm like, okay, I got a wicked serve. <laughs> and when you start serving in pickleball, you only get to serve once. It's called zero, zero start. And I ran off six points and he looked at me and he was like, oh, you do have a wicked serve. And I'm just very aggressive and I tend to not to be as aggressive when I play with Craig because he's, I think he's the better player. And I know he's the better player, but I don't play as aggressive. And I've learned through that open play that I need to play aggressive. Craig's usually, and typically in pickleball, the male is the more dominant, comes over more aggressive player. And we have seen, for example, if you watch pickleball, Ben the, Johns the and Allie Waters, yeah. the pros, those are two alphas on the court. And they have figured it out. I want to figure out how to play aggressive with Craig. And that's kind of what Craig was alluding to earlier. It's kind of like this evolution or this oh, I just light bulb go on in my well, head. You just took the words out of my mouth. I just had another light bulb go off too because I think – and we don't have this written down anywhere here in our show notes. But um, I think part of it that might have been might have been a sticking point with us is I'm going to weave these two things together, our relationship and pickleball. But in a relationship and in everyday life, you tend to be more of the alpha, I'll say, personality. I'm I'm very – I'm more laid back. You're more that alpha personality. Get to pickleball and you have to like it, – it, we never really talked about this, but you it's probably – It's like we're switching Well, you've been roles. expected to like shut that down and become the, the backup or the, the, the beta person on yeah. the court. And that's probably been a grading experience. I don't know if that – does that make sense to you as I say that? Where because now you're playing individually, you get that alpha to come out a little bit and you can let that lion roar a little bit more. I it like the feels, lion roaring. Yeah. It feels very... Um, natural. Yeah, it just felt really natural to let that lion out of its cage. And so maybe that's something where we talked about how do we get better as a team on the court? Maybe we need, you need, and we need to let you be more of that alpha here and there and, and be more aggressive. We played just the other day here and it seemed to work pretty well. We We... Not we, sorry. You just got to flow a little bit more and do your own thing versus well, I got to stay in this corner and like Craig kind of handle a lot of the points. That went really well. And I think it actually lightened our mood too. Together, we, we hardly, you know, had disagreements on the court at all. And yeah. we were playing against a really good couple friends of ours that are really strong pickleball players. And um, yeah, it was it was a breath of fresh air to be able to have a little bit more, I'll call it a leash. Not that you've ever constrained me like that, but I just I had more freedom. I yeah, think freedom, yeah. And um, I think if we can let that freedom 
out a little bit more and for me to be a little bit more aggressive will really be beneficial to both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I wonder what we'll come back to that because it kind of had an idea forming there. And when you talked about the alpha thing, it really bloomed in my head because we, again, we didn't really talk about this. This is real time, but it hit me like, oh, wow. Maybe that was part of the problem too. Like you were trying to be somebody, like really, really truly trying to be somebody you're not on the pickleball court. And maybe that was just a uh, just going against the grain, your own grain. Yeah. And and it seemed to work. I mean, we played yeah. with a very good uh, friends of ours who are very strong pickleball players yesterday for two hours. And we it, kind of um, kicked this can around and it tended to be pretty, just great. Pretty well. Yeah. And we have another tournament now, a uh, 4-5 tournament or 4-0 plus tournament this coming weekend. So um, let's we'll apply it there and we'll have some results and how that little experiment's going to go. <laughs> And we'll share that with you too, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's transition into our last deck of cards, parenting. Oh boy, that's the fun one, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we'll keep this short and sweet. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it's it's the same thread we're weaving here in you know, the last, whatever it was, you know, the last half hour, 40 minutes we've been talking in that we're two very different people. And so- So uh, hence, we probably parent differently. Well, as we've said earlier, we're both, it's both our second marriage. So we both had children before. We brought both brought children in from our first marriages, myself three, Lisa two. And similarly to just our own personality styles, our parenting styles are also fairly different as well. Yeah, and our original plan when we first got together was that we would let each person parent the way that they felt was best suited for their kids. Yeah, but that was a bit multiplied by the placement schedule. <laughs> so for uh, those who yeah, don't that, that's true. If you don't know about divorce, you have custody, which is a whole different legal issue, but then you have placement, which is the amount of time the children stay at each parent's home. And so while you had your your kids most of the time, I had mine just every other weekend, once in a while on a weeknight here and there, but I didn't have a lot of the placement. So a lot of times we spent to to summarize, a lot of times a lot of the days we spent parenting under your rules because it was your kids here, but then Every every other weekend, we just throw in these whole new kids and then expect to. Well, and to be mix quite mesh. honest, too, everybody is a human being here. So even them coming from either my ex-husbands or your ex-wives, everyone has different households. So, like you said, when your kids came every other weekend and you're plopping them into a household that has one set of rules, and they come from another home that has different set of rules, that. That adds just confusion to them in and of itself. Well, let's add another, another layer of fun to this in that um, with you having most of the custody uh, – sorry, not pl- custody, sorry, placement, um, you had to be kind of all things to your kids. You had to be the parent, the disciplinarian, the friend when I – but you were trying to be everything, whereas most, I have to be most everything households, to you have two parents to kind of divide and conquer. And on the flip side of that, when my kids come, I talk to them on the phone or do video calls with them. When, I'm, when they're not here, but when they come, because I only have every other weekend, which is four days a month, I'm trying to maximize my time with them, my their experiences with me and us. And with that, because I'm a kind of a pleaser too, it also I'm trying to make their time as fun as possible. So I end up almost defaulting to you called me the fun dad. I often call you, and I, and, and at some points I'm really jealous because I do I do say that because I've had to be all things to both of my children, which you can view as good or bad, you've gotten to be the fun dad because you only get them four days a month. So you 
you discipline them, but you don't really have to discipline them because you don't have them all the time. You get yeah. to be this fun dad of, hey, what are we going to do this weekend? And let's, like you said, maximize this time and go do this and go do that. And and then I'm over here sitting, well, I've just had to discipline my child because they have five late assignments and has to tell them that they can't go do this, this, or this because they need to focus on their schoolwork first. And what are we like three levels deep? Let's add one more. In Why not? The, the money topic. So- both being divorced parents, you know, there's not, there's, we're not rich. There's not a lot of money to go around. At that's all. why this is called Little Adventures because you can do it on a shoe, shoestring yeah, budget. Yeah. And that's what we've been running on for a lot of the 10 years is a, is a really tight budget. And so you add in those dynamics we just all talked about. But then now we get in those times when we're either all together, my children and your children, or your children and you know, us, or even some other combination. If it's just my kids here for whatever reason or just your kids here. And trying to find a good balance of going to do things or you know spend money on things or experiences to maximize that value, again multiplied by our you and I's different personality types, our different parenting styles, the different placement dynamic or different placement schedule in that dynamic, and how that shifts the room or shifts the mood in the room, you know, based on who's all here and what's going on with you know different dramas. Now you're trying to either do things either on trips or vacations or just going out, getting out of the house together. If it's a, even if it's a bike ride, it doesn't have to be even financial. Just let's go for a bike ride or a walk or go play basketball somewhere. And then you multiply that by, I don't want to go on a bike ride because yeah, you're not you, going to make everybody happy. Yeah, there's a 0% chance everybody's going to do the same thing anyway on top of it. it's So then you add that stress to not only the parenting but our relationships. And I'm looking at you uh. going, honey, <laughs> we're not – because he's a pleaser. Remember, this is going back to real colors. He's a blue. He wants to please everybody. Yeah. Like, you're not going to please everybody. Not everybody wants to go on a bike ride. It's okay. So then I'm sad and struggling. And then, yeah, it just- And then I get frustrated because I see yeah, you huh? sad. So as you can tell, we're being really real here because we've been dealt a lot of cards and we're just trying to make it all work. And And through trying to make it work, we have had struggles. We have had obstacles. But in the end, I think what has kept us with one another is I can, I think I said this the last episode, I love this man that I'm looking at right across this podcast with funky- Peeking over the microphone. Peeking right? over the microphone <laughs> and having your little earbuds on or yeah. headphones on. Um, I love him. I wouldn't go through all of these struggles, all of these challenges, and yet some of the most memorable and wonderful moments of my life if it wasn't. For the man sitting across from me. Yeah, same here. I mean, uh, I don't Even know, though I could tear your hair out sometimes. I don't know how to say this, but when we met, I just, I just knew, and you, you, you just I knew just you knew. said that, and we went all in, and so we knew, we thought we knew all the different complexities and all the cards that we were being dealt or dealing we ourselves. We were just being silly. We didn't know it all. No, no, and we still don't, and we're just trying to do the best we can every day. Yep. So I, I think we're doing a halfway decent job. And I hope that for those of you that are listening out there, you can take some of this information, maybe cry over it, maybe laugh with us going, yeah, that was us too. Or just learn from us. Yeah. Or from our, for us to learn from ourselves as we talk through this too. Um, I think this is part of our coping mechanism. <laughs> it's it's turning into that. Yeah. I would say so. I think we have, we have some really good talks here so far. It's been really cool. I've actually walked away from these recordings going, not going, but just feeling better, feeling, I don't know, small bits of inspiration or, or perspective that I didn't have walking in 
in here in the spare bedroom talking to you about this. Um, again, one more time to tie it back to pickleball too. I mean, we talk about how to how to win at this, like how to succeed. And we had this, I can't remember we talked about this just a few days ago, but we, in pickleball, especially when you get to the higher levels, there's a there's kind of a saying out there that says, you know, you, if you want to win, if you want to dominate regularly, dominate is not winning every game 11-2 or 11-1 or pickling somebody 11-0. In, in life and in high-level pickleball, I mean, there's a lot of opposition and challenges out there. So you, the, you win or you succeed by – it's not by winning 90% of the time or 100% of the time. It's by winning 60% of the time. If you can get to 60% and do that regularly – you're going to be setting yourself you're, up for success. You're succeeding. It's not going to be this. It's it's going to be rough sledding. Life is. It's not. You know. It's not easy out there. Whether you're talking about yourself, some sport you're playing, pickleball or other, a marriage, a relationship, what have you. But if you can just focus on getting over that sixty percent hump and winning more than you're losing, that that's something to be proud of and, and something to shoot for. And if you can do above that, that's great. But if don't feel like you're if you're not winning ninety percent or hundred percent of the time again as a couple or as a player or whatever doesn't mean you're a failure if you if you're doing sixty percent pickleball if you don't, if you win eleven nine you won sixty percent of your match of your points you win you, that's so it. in summary honey just like playing cards and pickleball we're playing the long game right yep, you got it going to gonna lose some hands. Sometimes maybe a lot of hands, but um, <laughs> yep, or, but we're winning in both. Just success is sixty percent of the time, and in wins or losses, I love you. I love you too, honey. Thanks everybody for listening. We're gonna go make some dinner. <laughs> it's time to head out. Thanks for uh, thanks for your support. Appreciate it. We appreciate all of you listeners, and until next time, happy adventuring. <laughs>